Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Roomy Force Calf Cube. Maximize calf performance and health at grass by optimizing the function of the rumen. Welcome to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk program with John O'Connor. Later in the program, the ICMSA say farming areas are, quote, losing heart and trust in the government's commitment. And the draft legislation around agri-food regulation is too weak, according to the ICSA president, Mr Dermot Kelleher. More farm families to qualify for the Susie Grant. ICSA beef chair Mr Edmund Graham said soundings of factories pulling beef prices have infuriated farmers, whom he said are still producing at below the cost of production. And Munster IFA will hold a special information meeting regarding the proposed EU nature restoration law that takes place on Monday, 29th of May, 2023. Venue will be the Abbey Hotel Balivorna, Cardi Cork, P12 FW30, time 8.30pm sharp. Meeting to be chaired by the IFA Munster Chair, Harold Kingston, Speakers, Pat Murphy, Connacht IFA Regional Chair, and Paul O'Brien, IFA National Environmental Chair. All welcome to attend. That's the Abbey Hotel Balavorna, County Cork, P12 FW30, 8.30pm sharp, Monday, 29th of May, a Munster IFA information meeting regarding the proposed EU nature restoration law. All welcome to attend. The meeting starts 8.30pm sharp, a full agenda. And in our programme, Ms. Kira Donovan, Business Manager, Farm Sustainability, Dairy Gold Agribusiness, looks at the importance of biodiversity and points out what farmers can do. And she acknowledges the great work being done by farmers and how Dairy Gold are leading farmers towards creation of biodiversity. Coming up next, Laura Woods with the Carberry Mocker Report. Hello, my name is Laura and I'm bringing you the Carberry Mocker News. On the June Bank Holiday weekend, all roads will be leading to Atboy in County Meath as members will travel to support Grace Deneen of Balnascarty Mokra, who will be representing the region at the National Blue Jeans Country Queen Festival. We wish her the best of luck from everyone in Carberry Mokra. On the 1st of June, the YFDG committee have organised a farm skills workshop in Dara Agricultural College, where All-Ireland winners Balnadee Mokra will give a demonstration and some tips on farm skills. If you would like to come along, please contact us in advance through our social media pages. On the 9th of June, the Carberry Round of Club of the Year and Best New Member will be held. These competitions give clubs and members a chance to highlight their many achievements and activities throughout the year, as well as gaining experience in taking part in formal interviews, and we wish everyone the best of luck. On the social side, we would like to thank and congratulate both Balmasgarty Mokra and Bantry Mokra for holding very enjoyable table quizzes recently. As you can see, Mokra has something for everyone, and with clubs located from Inishannon to Beira, there is bound to be one near you. So if you are between the ages of 17 and 35 and are interested in joining, would like some more information, please contact us through the Carberry Mokra social media pages on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Thank you. And thank you, Laura for your fortnightly macro report from the Carberry region. Barry Murphy, news correspondent, Irish Farmers Journal, has details of a major boost to the Irish organics industry. Yeah, good news for the organics sector this week, and it comes from the Brexit Adjustment Reserve. This big funds that the government was given to support Irish businesses impacted by Brexit. Um, we've all talked about Brexit now for years, but I suppose the impacts are still seen on the ground, and there's been farmers arguing to get a bit of a fair share of the Brexit funding out of this uh, 
bar fund, Brexit Adjustment Reserve. Um, the sheep sector in particular there in recent weeks and months has been calling for funding out of it and they've got nowhere so far but the organic sector now is set to benefit from 1.5 million of a fund from it. Um, so there's two kind of funds being put on the table here. 1 million for the promotion of organic produce and that's gone to Board BIA. So Board BIA now will have a bit of cash injection there to drive on the promotion of organic Irish organic produce um, abroad, so they'll be looking at ways to kind of market that organic Irish beef and lamb and, and dairy product um, out in, both in Ireland and outside Ireland as well. And then there's a further 500,000 coming for um, as part of the Organic Processing Investment Grant. So this is another fund of 1.7 million put on the table by Minister Pippa Hackett this week, and what that does is it's supposed to support uh, the likes of your Irish country meats in Wexford or any processor across the country, be they meat or dairy, who wants to process organic produce. Um, and 500,000 of the 1.7 million is coming from the Bar Fund, that Brexit funding, and the other 1.2 million is being funded through government or the Department of Agriculture Reserves. That's our understanding. Um, so yeah, the two kind of separate funds, 1 million to Board Bia and 1.7 million um, to uh, the processing sector for organics and in total 1.5 of that then is coming from the bar funding with the rest being funded by government. And indeed, uh, Minister Pippa Hackett, when she was launching this, announcing this, she said this support will facilitate the development and delivery of marketing campaigns to highlight to consumers the increasing availability of quality Irish organic food. And of course, uh, she points out with uh, slick advertising campaigns at home and abroad, well then we might boost the sector. But Barry, people are increasingly aware of the importance of toxin-free foods and organically produced uh, foods. This organic sector in Ireland, does that embrace all aspects of agriculture, livestock as well as veg and uh, horticulture? It does. It, it, look, we've seen a, a huge push into organics, mainly driven by the organic farming scheme and the, the, the cash incentive for farmers now to, in terms of that payments they can get from that scheme to go organic. It look, to be honest, um, John, it isn't a major step for a lot of our kind of smaller scale beef and uh, sheep farmers. It works particularly well for maybe those out the west of Ireland who are already operating on maybe more marginal land, um, you know, who mightn't be all that intensive in terms of the use of fertilizers and, um, you know, that their system's already aligned to an organic setup. Um, so those farmers will be happy to see this news um, this week. And, you know, it comes off the back of. 2,000 new farmers going into organic production are commencing a conversion in January of this year in the organic farming scheme. And those farmers will have all going well, organic product uh, ready to go, um, you know, the 1st of January 2025. But I suppose the big question is, and what this funding is going to have to push on now for is, will there be a market there? You know, um, Minister Hackett talks of a premium market, Bordia talk of a premium market, but... You know, there's a lot of lamb produced organically in this country at the moment and it leaks into the conventional market, um, you know, because there's just not a, a demand there. Just quite just for the organic lamb. So I suppose it comes down to two things, you know, it's a chicken and an egg. You know, if you have the supply, then the demand will follow. Um, and kind of processors don't look at it seriously. You need that supply there. You need a steady supply and one of quantity as well. Um, so, you know, hopefully now things will move in that direction simultaneously that you have more farmers gone into organics and that the 
the process was there and have the, the facilities and the investment ready to, to process that meat and then for be it all set to market it. So it's kind of a, a lot of cogs in the wheel there, but um, this funding will definitely support that anyway. Well, thank you very much indeed, Mr. Barry Murphy, news correspondent, Irish Farmers Journal, for that overview. And as we've said there, of course, what about the markets for all this produce if we produce it? And indeed, in the journal, Fellman Neal echoes the feelings of the sheep people by saying farmers and sheep farmers in particular will struggle to understand how the tiny, tiny organic sector has met the criteria for being disadvantaged by the Brexit outcome. But, of course, we'll have to see how things go. But as far as the organic sector are concerned, that's 1.5 million euro for them to adjust to the Brexit situation. Barry, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thanks for having us, John. Thank you. You're very welcome. Joining us on the Dairy Gold uh, Farm Talk programme, Miss Rose Mary McDonough, IFA Farm Business Chair, very good news, uh, Rosemary. I understand the cultivate system with the credit union increased opportunities for farmers who need uh, to borrow money for various operations. Yes, absolutely brilliant news. Um, we are very pleased um, to, I suppose, welcome it um, from an IFA point of view. And it is an addition to the cultivate product. So what they are talking about is it'll be 300,000 of an offering, a new loan product. It'll be a secured loan offering, up to 300,000 for up to 30 years, with an APR of 5.49%. So this is actually a very timely development because anything that brings new products or that brings a new you know, banking institution with new products onto the Irish market and for farmers, is very welcome because we need it for long-term lending. We need other options. We need new products. Farmers need to be able to price around. And this is a great extension of the Cultivate product. Cultivate has done so well over the last number of years that it's been launched. And it has exceeded all expectations in all of the credit unions that it has been expanded to. So, you know, we're delighted with the, the new product from the credit union. And, of course, you've had uh, conversations with the people from various credit unions. You've uh, spoken to credit union officials, and certainly, as you've said earlier, very good feedback. In fact, they're quite surprised it's taken off so well because there had been some gloom with the departure of Ulster Bank and KBC from the Irish market. People were beginning to worry about the lack of a, a real competitive force. Yes, absolutely. Um, the, the loss of Ulster Bank and KBC was huge. There was a huge body of work done with all the customers that were with those banks that had to move. There was up on a million accounts that had to be find a new home, find a new uh, banking provider. Uh, we and IFA worked closely with the banks and with the customers to try and make the transition as both as smooth as possible and to try and make sure that people, you know, credit ratings, credit details, your bank overdraft facility, um, that all of those facilities that a uh, a farmer or that a a customer had with either of the two banks that was leaving, that they were, um, you know, transferred over as smoothly as possible. So, I mean, yes, there was a a huge, um, we'll say, voidness there in the system in the sense that, you know, we probably just, we had AIB, 
Bank of Ireland and um, PTSB now in the marketplace. So that is a reduction in number of banks. Then back in the good times, we had was it 10 or 12 banks back then. So that market really has shrunk. And I suppose, you know, going back to the um, credit unions, and I, one thing that they do offer, I suppose, is a blended approach in the sense that they do have the credit unions are more local. There's some in every town. They have a counter service. That, and they also offer online service. So, you know, it, it depends on the customer and whatever they want to do. At least there is the option there that they can, you know, do an application or do business with the credit union online. Or they can also go into the counter, uh, deal with somebody, get the face-to-face contact. And, I mean, then they can send in details online if they want, or they can call in and drop in their details. So a blended service is very good. When they make the application, and if there is any issues with the application, then it's great to have a person that you're dealing with, the face of the name that you know, because in, in some of the other situations, you know, you, you have to ring a customer service, you may get somebody different every time, you make a call, you feel you have to repeat your business every time to explain your situation. But And sometimes when the computer does say no, that it is great to have a personal contact or personal details with somebody where you can actually work around it and try and work around the situation that you'll get a more positive outcome. So there, there's good advantages with the credit union. It's great to see the competition coming into the marketplace. It's great to see new products. And I mean, farming depends on credit. Absolutely, there has to be credit there. There has to be competitively low-cost credit because that is an expense as well as all the other expenses that farming has, farming has at the moment. Um, so if you look at all of the inputs, they're gone completely out of control. The feed, the fuel, the fertilizer, they're all extremely high. And while fertilizer has come back a little, it certainly hasn't come back to what it used to be, you know, go back two years ago or whatever. So to see competition in the marketplace is brilliant. The Cultivate uh, Scheme, Cultivate is the name of this programme, operated by the Irish Credit Unions. I think Cultivate is like the collaborative name. Uh, So Cultivate is the product, and because the credit unions are all individual credit unions, the Cultivate product has been set up because the, the credit unions have collaborated among the different branches of credit unions or the different companies of credit unions. So the Cultivate product then is common through all of the credit unions. So I suppose that's what makes it, you know, standard that it could be you have up to the 300,000 for up to 30 years at the APR of 5.49. Now, then this product is a secured loan offering. So it's an addition to the other products that already been um, on offer on the Cultivate, you know, umbrella of products. Thank you very much indeed for that update. IFA Farm Business Chair, Chairperson, Ms. Rosemary McDonough. Thank you very much indeed, Rosemary. Thanks a million. Thank you very much. Joining us on the Dairy Gold uh, Farm Talk Programme, Mr. Adrian Curtin, B&T Dairy Advisor, Chagas Canturk, Percival Street in Canturk. First of all, Adrian, welcome to the programme. Before we talk about a few very important matters, can we please remind our listeners if there's any upcoming events before we began broadcasting I think one of your colleagues asked you to include a sheep event Yes John there's a sheep event uh, going to be done on the 17th of June in Gortine College uh, and it's on sheep uh, the details I have to moment anyway but it'll be more as time comes 
Now, Adrian, you've been extremely busy. We really appreciate you breaking off from your mountain of work to talk to farmers in the Cork area. But first of all, we look at BIS. Now, you've been incredibly busy with BIS forms, trying to help people. Could we first of all clarify to, in some way, calm people down? BIS is really a variation on the BPS basic payment scheme, which uh, guys know about for some years. Exactly. Look, it's, it's the first of the new round of cap, right? So BIS has replaced the basic payment. Uh, and look, they extended the deadline to the 29th for applications this year. So all applications still have to be before the 29th of May. But they have given an extra bit of time there as of this week now that they're uh, actually extended the deadline for transfer of entitlements and all entitlements related work till the 14th of June. So that gives a bit of relief to people that might have been panicking to get stuff across the line or trying to get all their entitlements in order for what's happening this year. June the 14th for the transfer of entitlements. Midnight, June 14th. That's the deadline for entitlements um, to be transferred. Exactly, exactly. And the other one there, there was a sucker scheme that was out during the week, John. I suppose people were aware of it. It closed the 22nd of May. Uh, but like that is still available to put in, but you just have a, you would have to take a penalty on some of your payments if those people after missing out that deadline since. But any general comment on BIS, uh, what the variations might be, and uh, for people who are looking to Chagas for guidance? Well, so the biggest thing, John, is make sure the maps are correct anyway as regards, you know, all your passes are in, that they aren't missing any passes that have been done. Uh, some people might have had re-digitization done this year, so pass numbers have changed, just to make sure they're all added in. Uh, make sure your crops are correct, so i.e. if there's barley in the field, or if there's spring barley, or winter barley, or if there's grass, then have them all in the, the correct order. And... Um, just have all your entitlements claimed at the end of the day to make sure you have enough land to claim all the entitlements that you, that you want. Now, we're in the silage season, so silage cutting and quality, Adrian. Yeah, so silage really kicked off in the last kind of two weeks there, and also we, a lot of people have got a lot of it cut. It's uh, still going on. Quality is probably going to be good this year because, look, we're well ahead on other years, 25th of May is what we're looking at at the moment, and like, quality is still good at that point in time. Um, like, there is a lot of it coming in the door here now for testing, for uh, nitrogen. All of them seem to be very low. There's no real high ones, maybe an odd few, would say, paddocks that have gone strong that are being caught. They're the only ones that were coming in a bit high, but I wouldn't say they would be a major concern. Um, bit of sunshine is needed now, all right, John, to bring up the sugars, which would be a help to, to get preservation a bit better on them, all right. So just a further comment and amplification of what you've just said, Adrian, is there much nitrogen left in the plant? Uh, no, no. Like, for many we've come in, there are days that we've been testing, like, there's very little. There might be an odd one that might come up a bit high, but, like, it wouldn't be of concern. It would still be within the safe limits for cutting early anyway. And the impact of clover, in recent years we've had uh, the value of clover as something that fixes nitrogen in the soil. So any evidence uh, in real terms of the value of clover and the impact of clover? Um, we have one or two people, all right, dropping in terms of red clover, uh, red clover silage. Uh, they're fine. I suppose the big thing with that is, depending on the level of clover on the ground, yes, you might have a concern with the high level of nitrogen limb, but if a wilt will always help to negate some of that. Like. What's the grass growth rate like on farms? And indeed, uh, keeping you know, the quality of grass good for grazing. So uh, could we point to a degree of quality over quantity when we talk about Grass growth rates? Yeah, grass growth rates are, are very good at the moment anyway, John. Like, I suppose we got a bit of rain there last weekend to keep things ticking over well. There's fertilizer, there's heat there now as well at the moment. 
Um, like most farms are definitely lucky having surpluses of grass if they are grazing. Uh, like growth, you're talking 60s, 70s, maybe up into the 80s, depending on the level of, I suppose, P and K, soil fertility, everything together. Like, but they are getting high growth rates. Um, looking along the lines of what people seem to be going, it seems to be you know, like three and a half kind of kilos is what the average is kind of coming in. They are now for some of my farmers of ration that they're feeding. So grasses make up the majority of it for them. They are going well at the moment. Uh, plus, cutting out plenty of silage, the other thing is to keep, uh, keep the quality there. Don't be afraid to cut out your few bits of bales and stuff like that in paddocks. Uh, you're better to cut them than to leave it there on the top of down to the ground. If it comes to a situation where you're shot silage like what, some people might be in the springtime, it's better to at least have the bales cut and instead of leaving uh, toppings with way into the ground. That'd be the thing with just to keep, keep on top of the grass quality. Um, heading has started to come on the last couple of days alright you know the grass started to go to a bit of steam the head has started to form so that'll all take effect that'll all take a negative impact on the grass quality that uh, farms will have so we want to try and keep that from happening anyway Grass measuring how do we measure grass so grass measuring as recommended by Chog is going to be carried out by your uh, specialists Yeah so right uh, there's a couple of people that will be always doing their grass measuring they've been doing it for years the one thing I want to say about the grass measuring, John, big one be uh, any of those farmers in derogation, uh, just to remind them that they have to do their 20 measures this year. Uh, they might have been in it last year, they might have done courses last year, other options. So to make sure they have been shown how to do it, plus they have to keep up their 20 measures this year to to, make their der- to meet their derogation uh, requirements. So that's a big one there. I know some people might not have started yet, so you really want to get started and get walking those that haven't done anything on it yet. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Adrian Curtin, B&T Dairy Advisor, Chagas Canturk, at the Percival Street Canturk office. Thank you, Adrian, very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thanks, John. You're very welcome. Joining us on the Dairy Gold uh, Farm Talk programme, Ms. Kira Donovan, Business Manager, Farm Sustainability, Dairy Gold Agribusiness. Dairy Gold, our sponsor. First of all, Kira, welcome to the programme. Now, we hear an awful lot in general terms, quite apart from agriculture. We hear about biodiversity. Now, why is biodiversity so important? Yeah, I, I'm delighted to be here. Um, well, look, I suppose. First of all, uh, I mean, a third of, of the world's crops are dependent on uh, pollinators, for instance. So, um, you know, if we don't have uh, enough uh, species out there to, to pollinate our crops, our crop production might be at risk. And that's one tiny aspect. That we're, we're dependent on, on a species for an awful lot of different things. And when it comes to biodiversity at the moment, there, there are huge pressures uh, out there. So... Uh, the more biodiverse, the more life there is, the, 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 the larger the different types of species, the more resilient any kind of a habitat is. So that's why biodiversity, the importance of, of having lots of different species is, is so important. Um, if, if nature gets into an unbalance, it can, it can decrease and you can have, uh, in nature, I suppose you can have these imbalances can cause all sorts of knock-on problems um, from our perspective as well. Um, I suppose farmers would often often kind of see, you know, when when if there's no if there's no birds of prey around the place, um, you know, the populations of, of mice and rats can go up on a, on a very simple basis. But those kind of things um, can happen um, on, on larger scales as well, of course. And uh, you know, our, our rate of decline of species is is uh, unfortunately has never never been faster. I suppose or we've, the extinction rate on a day to day basis has never been worse. I suppose, um, you know, and. I suppose it's really it's really important that, that we, 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 we stop that and slow it down at least, you know. Um 
I suppose just to give you an example, John, of, of kind of to bring it back to an example of, of um, you know, why biodiversity can be so important. And it's just kind of an interesting thing I came across there a couple of weeks ago. Um, there were scientists in Mexico that came across uh, a maize species. Uh, and this, this uh, species of maize was it's only found in three different villages in, in Mexico. Um, it's very, very slow growing, so it wouldn't have it wouldn't have commercial growers wouldn't have wouldn't have um, considered it at all. So it would have been the species would have been lost were it not for the fact that this this small group of people continued growing growing it in, in Mexico, and the scientists have actually realised that um, this 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 uh, crop was it was extremely tall, a giant species, but it, it wasn't getting any kind of fertiliser, and yet it was producing a crop, albeit very slowly. But as it turns out that this species is actually producing its own nitrogen. It's fixing nitrogen from the atmosphere, uh, and it's it's um, using that nitrogen from the atmosphere to to, to grow itself. Um, so this 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 I suppose could signify in in time if, if scientists were able to, to cross breed it or or potentially genetically harness the genetics here. Um, it could, it could revolutionise um, agriculture. You know, it could, it could massively uh, reduce the amount of, of nitrogen that, that farmers might need for maize crops, and it potentially could be crossed to other species as well. So that could have fantastic, uh, you know, financial uh, benefits from a farmer's perspective, and and of course environmental, um, uh, um, uh, huge environmental benefits from a, a carbon emissions perspective and, and and a water quality perspective, given the the amount of um, uh, you know nitrogen losses that this can currently happen so it's just one example i suppose of where you know if if the, the, all every 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 species has has something something that could be important and and if, if we lose it we, we might we might potentially lose lose if if it's once it's gone it's gone you know we'll never be able to get it back and who's to say that you know there's some species out there that that could hold the the, the cure for uh, you know a, a whole load of different diseases and and you know it could be on that point of, of, of extinction so it's, it, the, the more biodiverse we can keep the world the more biodiverse uh, we can keep our farmers the better it will be for 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 everyone even though even though that might not you know it might not be obvious immediately but there's there's, there's huge exa- so many examples um of, of this happening that it's you know we we have to strive to to, to do our best, I suppose, in every way, John. What 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 we're, we're trying to do, I suppose, uh, in, in dairy world, is always try to encourage farmers to make sure that that you know, if if at all possible, they can they can avoid using any kind of uh, of, of chemicals if they, if 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 they can before they do use it to, to to ensure that you know they take all these simple practical steps. Uh, make sure that that they don't go out on windy days. Make sure that they go out either late in the evening or early in the morning when 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 there are no pollinators in the fields to, to, to ensure that, that if, if they have to use any kind of herbicides or, or, or pesticides that they use them in as responsible a way as possible. So there's there's an awful lot of very simple things that, that um, we do ask our farmers to do and, and encourage them and in fairness um, you know a, a, an awful lot of them are, are, are embracing embracing these practices um, you know and I suppose the other side of it John I suppose some of the practical uh, asks that we that, that we encourage our farmers to do all the time is is to make sure that you know when it comes to managing those, um, I suppose on every farm you have the boundary ditches and the hedgerows, you know they all have the the capacity to, I suppose, uh, enhance massively enhance the the biodiversity. Um, so protecting them not not just from sprays but also you know um, 
I suppose, you know, from, from managing them in the wrong way, they can they can protect, not use herbicides um, within within uh, any kind of a, a buffer of, of hedgerows and, and allowing them to develop, develop and, then, and then also managing those hedgerows to, to enhance biodiversity. It's, it's, it's something um, that can be done very simply. Uh, generally speaking, a lot of the time, in actual fact, it, it almost needs, uh, it requires less maintenance than, than what the farmer traditionally has done, you know, um, um, but but simple actions like that can can hugely um, improve um, the life of pollinators. Pollinators here in Ireland are part of our bumblebee species are are, are, are at risk, and, and almost a half of our of our solitary bees. So having these kind of habitats and allowing them to develop and making sure that you know if you, if you to avoid using using pesticides wherever possible, or where you use them, to use them in the right way, and and to give to to, to allow to take take these other actions as well to enhance. Those areas where 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 it is their habitat, you know, um, um, leaving scrapes, for instance, that's something not too many farmers. It's it's new to a lot of farmers. So if you, if you have a an earthen bank that's 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 quite high, a bees um, bees that like um, to nest in in the banks and ditches of of um, well, a lot of a lot of bee species, I suppose, uh, build their nests in, inside in, uh, earthen banks, and they 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 like sunny uh, south uh, or southwest facing dry areas. So. Um, they, 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 need, they need easy access. So sometimes, if you actually, you know, uh, sometimes cows often rub their necks off the side of ditches and that they knock away a bit of the earth. That, that's that's a habitat. That's a home for for these solitary bees. And there's no need to, you know, to go along and uh, and to fill it in or to try to plant hedges everywhere. There, there's a place for hedges, but there's a place for these as well. So, but I suppose the biodiversity is the spice of life in every way, Jen. I think, you know. And uh, Kira, what can Dairy Gold and Dairy Gold suppliers, the farmers, do to help biodiversity? Um, take those simple actions wherever possible to, to try to enhance the. the there, there's there's an awful lot of area on on almost every farm where there's the potential to enhance um, you know biodiversity, and there's there's simple steps that farmers can do there. Um, you know, and we're always trying to encourage farmers to first of all conserve any habitats that they that they currently have on their land. Uh, to to then you know manage the habitats that they have to enhance what they already have, uh, and if possible then as well to create new habitats. Um, you know that, that they're, they're they sound like simple steps, um, but there there's a lot there's a lot to it, and it it does take time and it takes it takes a bit of education to explain exactly how to do these things, John. But like to be fair, there's there's an awful lot of farmers that are that are uh, understanding a lot more and and you know doing a lot more of these these simple things now. You know. Um, uh, you know, allowing those kind of making sure that the, the I was I was at a farm recently, and a, a farmer explained to me that he's after um, moving his his fencing out just a, just a foot out from a ditch, uh, and an awful lot of other farmers were 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 kind of saying, "God, I, I, you know, you're you're losing the you're losing the field now." So they were worried that that you know this this guy was sacrificing more of his land for biodiversity. But he explained to them that no, in actual fact, what what he was able to do now was. He was able to move the, the fence out uh, about a, a foot out from the ditch, or a little bit, a little bit, a bit more than usual. He left an extra bit of space that allowed for an extra bit of space, I suppose, to fit the, the, the hedge cutter down behind the fence. So he could very easily and mechanically uh, go along and drive down, uh, drive with his hedge cutter down low, and and trim. Just do one simple trim um, uh, outside of bird's nesting season, after bird's nesting season in the autumn, and trim back any birds that might be coming out. And the cows, he was able to keep the fence up, you know, at, at kind of hip height and the cows could graze underneath the fence the whole way along. Um, but it still allowed for, he didn't have to use any chemical spray then. Um, and it, it prevented the, that 
prevented the 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 earthing of the of the fence. Um, and and all that he found was that he now he had a, a much more biodiverse hedgerow. He had a lot more of the of the the, the nettles coming in. They weren't coming into his field, but they were way more. Uh, it, was, it was way more biodiversity along the along those um, uh, the, the the ditches and the boundaries. Uh, and you know that the more species from a plant perspective you have, the more every, everything it adds. But nettles, for instance, um, are home to a, a multitude of different um, number of different um, butterflies. For instance, will only lay their eggs on uh, or their larvae on uh, nettles. So. Uh, and and also from from a water quality perspective, nettles are really good at soaking up nitrogen. So again, water quality and biodiversity are really closely linked. I'll probably be talking to you next week about water quality, but again, that's something very simple. And this 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 gentleman explained that that his life has never been easier. His his, his uh, keeping his his fencing. He used to spray before, but now he's changed over to do this, and he finds it much easier to to manage his his uh, his ditches doing this. So there there are ways and means, John. I suppose it's just it's to it's to encourage farmers and to Help help them to to take the practical steps. There's usual usually practical reasons why fellows are, are slow to do these things, but there are often is solutions. So it's a matter of of getting out there, encouraging people to ask the questions, um, ask how how could you do this? You know, ask them what what's stopping them from doing it, um, and and then finding the solutions. You know, but there are solutions there, and there's an awful lot of. Uh, of, of farmers doing some fantastic work out there as well at, at this staging also. And you may have some details, Kira, on the very successful ongoing Dairy Gold campaign to encourage the planting of native Irish trees and hedgerows. Then we started off, um, I suppose, the year before last, um, and we offered 20,000 uh, trees uh, native native trees to Ireland, and they're grown from, from uh, seed sourced in Ireland and grown in, in Irish um in Irish nurseries through our, our friends with, with, with trees in the land. Um, but we, we started off with 20,000 trees and, and the, the trees were actually taken up so quickly that in fairness that the board decided within within a week that they would actually double the amount to forty to another 20,000, I suppose. They offered 40,000 then in total for the year before last. And then last year we actually offered 50,000 trees. Um, with a maximum of 100 trees going to going to each farm, so we had you know 500 500 trees, which was more than 500 farms that got that got uh, these trees and planted them on their farm. And again, we didn't we just advertised them. We gave them free for free to two people. We didn't force anyone to take them. Uh, we only wanted people to take them if they wanted them. So we didn't we didn't want it to be left left at the, you know and not planted. So we really wanted to make sure that they only went to people who wanted them. But they were. In both cases, in, in the, the first twenty thousand was taken up within 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 hours of of the, the scheme being advertised, um, John. Um, and last year again, like within the fifty thousand was taken up with, within a week almost. So we were we're delighted, and and it just it really does exemplify how enthusiastic farmers are, you know. And this was this was in a year now, in fairness, when they knew that um, eco schemes were coming down the line. Um, the the the, the you know the, the acre scheme and the cap um, regulations were going to change, and they were going to be asked to do more. And yet, you know, we still had over 500 people that said, you know, we, we want to plant trees regardless of whatever else we're, we're asked to do. Uh, and I'm delighted to announce that this uh, this 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 autumn we'll be offering another 50,000 uh, trees, native native trees to uh, to to our, our suppliers again to plant in this 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 year so um, at, on their farm. So um, it's it's a great program, but it, like I say, it's it's um. It, it just, it really does blow me away, John, in fairness, how enthusiastic uh, farmers are. And, and I suppose that often doesn't doesn't come across, which is a pity, because there, there's some fantastic work out there. And I'm, I'm lucky enough to be out in farms to see it first time myself. So I, I want to say fair play to everyone who's involved. 
Um, you know, but there's there's a number of other programs as well. In fairness, um, when it comes to promoting biodiversity and good works, and like this year alone, John Gary Gold, this year at the start of this year, John Gary Gold launched their um, their grassroots program, which is entirely centres about uh, around um, uh, sustainability. I suppose not just not just biodiversity. It's biodiversity, water quality is central in it. I suppose uh, and, and carbon emissions reduction as well. Um, you know, and there's there's a training program built into the, the the biodiversity from a biodiversity aspect. Um, there's um, I suppose we're the first uh, co-op probably to start promoting soil biodiversity. We have we have quite a, a significant soil biodiversity program there. Um, I suppose as part of the I suppose from this, in this program there's there's five full-time advisors now that are aiming to go out onto farms over the next year or two to to visit almost every single uh, dairy gold farm and to try to do a sustainability plan with them which mainly is targeting water quality improvement but but also will will will, will uh, you know we give advice around biodiversity and they, like again like i said they go hand in hand we're frequently asked about um, you know whether people can kind of put in ponds, or if they if they kind of you know can can they kind of block that drain to slow it down and have a bit of a a, a wetland area. You know, so they're they're benefiting both the water quality and the biodiversity. So it's, it's fantastic to see, and I really do think there's a there's a really positive um, change happening uh, from the ground up. Really, very encouraging indeed. Speaking to Miss Kira Donovan, business manager, farm sustainability, Dairy Gold, our sponsor. And, of course, a very important, Dairy Gold doing everything they can to recognise the importance of biodiversity. But bearing in mind, our sponsor, Dairy Gold, you are a food-producing uh, company, and in that respect, you only want the very healthiest and safest of foods to be produced. Yeah, absolutely, John. And I suppose when it comes to our, our, our milk production and our food production, I suppose, like... I suppose not only do we do we encourage and 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 you know ask all of our farmers to make sure that when it comes to using chemicals or anything that that possibly could be detrimental to anyone's health, that there's also you know a, a very stringent set of 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 measures and and checks that are uh, checks and balances as well that are that are put in place that the milk has to undergo. So you know if there's ever pesticides or anything of that in in, in milk that that it would be it would be. Um, uh, found immediately, so so I suppose just to reassure people, absolutely we we we, we take every precaution and and ensure that that the milk is of the highest quality at at all stages and are are green. I suppose I'm I'm in, I'm involved very much in the milk side of it. We we have I know my 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 colleagues in the grain side of the things would 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 say the same thing. Dairy goals certainly anyway are are, are putting in place an an awful lot of of um route to help people to understand to come to terms with this and to help farmers to understand what it is they can do from a practical aspect and simplify things and help them um i suppose and have uh, give them a, a route so that when they are doing whatever activities that they're doing that they have a route to be able to ask and find out from a sustainability perspective what is what is the the best best way of doing the the actions you know Thank you, Kira, for taking our call during what is a very busy time for you. Ms. Kira Donovan, business manager, Farm Sustainability, Dairy Gold, our sponsor. Thank you, Kira, very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. IFA Farm Family and Social Affairs Chair, Ms. Alice Doyle, said, Farm families should be aware of the upcoming closing date and changes to SUSE, the Student Universal Support Ireland Education Grants. 
The priority closing dates for the SUSE grant are Thursday, June 8th, for grant renewal applications, and Thursday, July 6th, for the new grant applications. Many students from farm families and in rural areas qualify for this SUSE grant. Further information available from the SUSE grant support desk that's open Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., excluding holidays. SUSE support desk can be contacted by phone on the following number, 0818 or by email on support at suzy.ie, all lowercase. That phone number again for the Suzy support desk, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5.30pm is 0818 ICSA Irish Cattle and Chief Farmer Association National President Mr Dermot Keller said while the appointment of a CEO for the Agri-Food Regulator is welcome, the ICSA remains concerned that the powers to compel retailers and processors to supply data around pricing are too weak in their current format. Speaking following a meeting with the Taoiseach Mr Leo Varadkar and Ministers Charlie McConnell Ms Pippa Hackett and Martin Hayden in government buildings on 24th of May, Mr Keller said, if the ambition is to drive fair play for farmers in the food chain, then the legislation must be robust enough to deliver that. The ICSA thinks the draft legislation is too weak. Speaking in advance of the meeting between farm organisations and the Taoiseach, the ICMSA Deputy President, Mr Dennis Drennan, said that urgent issues and challenges were, quote, queued out the door, down the road and around the corner, end of quote. Mr Dennis said even veteran observers and commentators would struggle to remember a time where there were so many seemingly intractable questions to which it appeared, he said, the government allegedly had been devoting so little attention. Mr Dennis said whether it's the most recent suspicions for Rory over the so-called food inflation and the disparity between domestic inputs and our competitors, the ongoing dislocation and destruction that's going to follow banding, or the re-emergence of Mercosur, or the absolutely deliberate discrimination against dairy farmers, he said allegedly, we are seeing in things like the fodder scheme that the Irish government seems intent on walking one of the most sustainable farming and primary food production systems in the world off a cliff. Mr. Drennan said he was especially critical of the imminent Nature Restoration Act, which he claimed was in danger of becoming a mass land confiscation. Mr. Drennan said farmers were well aware of the ongoing official land use reviews taking place all over the state and well outside land that would be deemed as reclaimable or marginal. He said that farmers were incredibly sceptical about Minister McConnell's claim that adherence to the Nature Restoration Act could be voluntary and an absolute guarantee was required now by farmers and landowners well in advance and binding on future governments that there would be no compulsory measures ordering farmers to take their private property and means of livelihood out of production. Mr Drennan said that landowners and farmers were genuinely not sure the government really understood or appreciated the levels of downright panic which exist at the moment and the growing daily rate of panic due to the perceived indifference and poor communications policy of our government. Mr Drennan, ending a long statement, said rural areas that depend on farming are now losing heart 
and worse, are losing trust in the government's commitment to our biggest indigenous economic engine and activity. Part of a statement there from the Irish Creamery Milk Supplier Association, National Deputy President, Mr. Dennis Drennan, saying that the ICMSA feels farming areas are, quote, losing heart and trust in our government's commitment to farmers and rural areas. And that's Farm Talk for now. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to our contributors, Barry O'Mahony, 96FM and C103 News Editor, and also to Marae Tuig, 96 and 103FM News Reporter and creator of the regular Farm Talk podcast. Also to Laura Woods for bringing us the fortnightly Carberry Region Mocranifirma Report. A very special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. Saturday mornings, 7am to 8am, and Wednesday evenings, 10pm to 11pm. Thanks very much for listening. Farm Talk on C103 with Dairy Gold. Choose Gold Performance Pack. Includes biotin, yeast and protected minerals to reduce lameness, boost milk solids and fertility.